it was going on in my life. I just know that I'm here. And I'm just here so I don't get fined. Well, we've record we've hit the record button, so let's get started to minimize that fine. What episode has this been? This is season three, episode like seventeen or something. Sure, let's go with that. Uh okay. So the question that I posed to you earlier I want to talk about is okay, so authenticity wins. We agree with that, I think. And then I'll let you disagree if you do. But my question to you is, is that now a brand formula being authentic? Off, 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 okay, help me out here. Authentic? Is that the word I'm looking for? Um, yeah. Something like that. Close enough. Somewhere and what there. I mean by that is, is that you're not being authentic, but you're pretending to be authentic. And so let me give you, um, I don't have a good example. I'll just give you an example. Um, uh, so I'll I tell you what. I'll give you two people who are, I think, masters of the authentic brand and masters at selling the authentic brand. And I, so I'm saying about these two people, I'm not necessarily sure that they're faking being authentic, but they've mastered using it. One is Gary V, and two is Alex Ramosi. Ramosi, I think is his name. Um, and Alex Ramosi, he's a genius because he starts off by saying, my name's Alex Ramosi, this is my dude, da, 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 and I have nothing to sell you. That's what he says. And literally, you watch the whole video, and he has nothing to sell you, except you watch the next video, and the next video, and the next video, and you tell people about it, right? And so then he is he the 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 craftiness is in the sale of not selling. And Gary V is very good at that too. Is he'll say stuff like, "Oh, you know, I wrote a book, but you know, does it really help me to sell a thirteen ninety nine book?" I was like, "Well, no, but you know, that hundred thousand dollars speaking engagement you got because you're a New York Times bestseller probably helped." And so they kind of they kind of lean into it a little bit. Um, Grant Cardone would be one where I'm not, I, I'm not sure if he's actually, that's actually who he is or if he's trying to be the fake authentic brand. So that's kind of a couple of different folks. I'll let you read that and tell me why. Once again, I am the genius of this podcast. You're, you're muted or you're stunned silence. Either works. Well, I was waiting for you to stop talking. Um, so I was muted until you stopped talking. Um, I think that it would help to have, maybe let's backpedal a little bit because right off the jump there, you sort of launched into like the middle of the conversation you and I were having this morning. And, and so um, to create some guardrails around that, because uh, I mean, authenticity, like in what format, in what form, in what venue, like what, what are we, what are we talking about here? Because um, you, you know, you, you didn't create. Yeah. I, I'm not sure how to answer that question at the moment. As a brand. Me, I said as a brand. As a brand. But I, I mean, I, yeah, that's a tough question for me to answer. Um, I, because I'm not really sure what the question was. If the question was, do I think authenticity can be faked? The answer to that is yes. Yes, I do. Was that the question? I'm really not sure what, uh, what you're looking for me to, to volley up there. Sorry. Yeah. So, okay. Let's, let's, let's recast this here. There are people who are branding experts, right? That's the whole thing. Have your own brand, be your own brand, right? Um, and, and part of that branding, it seems, is to be authentic, right? I suspect, though, a lot of people who are claiming to be an authentic brand are not actually being authentic. They are using that kind of tonality as a way to attract people who are attracted to that type of brand. But that's not who they are. That's, that's my question. 
Yeah, I'm going to play the idiot today, I guess, because uh, even, even on round two, I'm not really sure what the question is in, in the sense of like, if you're asking me again, if you're asking me if authenticity can be faked and do, do I think that companies use fake authenticity to connote authenticity to their viewers or to their, uh, to their customers? Yes, absolutely. But I mean, that's, that's nothing new. I mean, that, that's marketing, right? I mean, marketing is we're best in class. We're going to treat you the best. We're, we have the best product. We're you know, but the that's best not, tech. Right. Yeah, that, yeah, but, but that's, that's that's not, I mean, that's not anything new. That's not. Right. Okay. But when you see Bob's, Bob has the best burger in Texas. We all know that Bob's saying that and that there's no definitive panel. No, not all the Texans have voted. Not all the humans have voted. Like we all know that that's what it is. Like it's easy to tell it's a marketing ploy, right? Um, whereas if your brand is that you're being yourself in quotes, not, not big brands. I don't, I don't think big brands can pull this off. I don't think Coca-Cola can do this. I think this has to be the, the smaller in air quotes creators, not to be corporations. Um, well, so that's what I was asking on the front end. You know, who, who are we talking about here? Because you said brands, and I mean brands. You know, that, yes. So if you're talking about individuals that are entrepreneurs or content creators, that's yes. that, that. But that's not a brand, right? And so, okay, so yeah, um, yeah, you're branding yourself. You got to be your own brand. That's the whole thing today. Be your own brand, but, right? Well, we, we can spend the next thirty minutes arguing over semantics, but. Um, because you're because you're not talking about a, a an unbelievably large per, uh, percentage of the market. You're just talking about the niche, like content creators and solopreneurs. And so well, that's a- no, it, well, okay, hold on. It goes out, but well, it starts there, but it goes out to a wider thing, and that's why I'm asking you about about this about this niche because I think in the political realm. Um, yeah, we're we're, we're, cir- we're, cir- we're circling around this. I, I don't think that that's l- l- let me let me let me change the the conversation a little bit because I I think that the the question of you know is it being used is is you know of, of course it is it's it's marketing that's like people like to be spoken to in a way that they feel is authentic and and you know that marketing like I I would, I would imagine that if you talk to any copywriter on the planet that's any good, like they tell you that you need to come across authentic. So, so I don't think that that's reinventing the wheel. I think what you're, what you're really asking me is maybe as the customer, how that, you know, how that can come across if it, if it is not off, you know, if it is not to your point. So let's use the Coca-Cola for a second. So Coca-Cola um, ostensibly, I'm not even really sure that I agree with that, but let's let's sort of use this. So Coca-Cola ostensibly cannot be authentic in, in, in the kind of the sense that we're talking about. And, and if we sort of lean into that, um, if Coca-Cola were to be able to be authentic, what would that look like? It, like it, it, are the things there, and I'm just going to postulate a couple of things and, and you can either respond or I'll just um, you know, continue on. But I mean, if, if authenticity from Coca-Cola were to be a thing, would that look like you know, they have major like um, hosted events where they're trying different like flavors and they're getting customer reactions and those that like they're sort of in the conversation or would it be like, what what is authenticity mean to a brand that large? And the reason I, I couch it that way or, or I speak it, I'm speaking to existence that way is that I don't force, I don't think of authenticity or branding authenticity in the way that you're describing it of, as of any value to get a Coca-Cola because th- that's, it's a different animal. Whereas if you're talking about anyone putting out content in a, any sort of thought leadership space or service space or education or, or marketing or sales or business development, any of those things, um, I, I think it's the complete opposite. I, I don't think that you can put out messaging without either being authentic or inauthentic. You're, you know, it's one of the two. You're either full of crap or you're spot on with with your with your core values. And I think 
Um, one of the things, you know, I'll, uh, I'll stop here, um, you know, in a second to, uh, to give you some time to, um, to respond. But one of the things that I think about, you know, there were a lot of times um, in my career. So, so to back up, you know, people have heard my voice enough. I don't need to give the long-winded, uh, you know, intro and whatever. But for the first six or seven years of my of my career in Midland, uh, Texas, I was mostly involved in transactional advisory, putting deals together, working with private equity uh, groups, family offices, high net worth individuals, and and, and you know, getting to the table and and either advising on the sale or or purchase of an asset and, and pulling it together. Organically, most of that deal flow, most of those conversations, most of that time and attention is not public. Um, so the people in my network, you know, maybe aware that I was or what was or am doing things and active and, and productive, but not any sort of granular like what you know, what is it like to work with Ben? What is it like to actually have him at the table with us? Um, and the reason I started the podcast was to answer that question. I started getting the questions of like, hey, like we've heard a lot about you, but we don't really know you know, enough, like, tell us more about how you work and what, what you're about. And I found that the podcast was a fan, or, you know, the podcasts, I should say, have been a fantastic way to give, you know, my business a voice. And, and it's been a great organic filter. You and I have talked about this on podcast before. There have been plenty of people that have listened to something that I said on the podcast and reached out to me completely cold and said, hey, like, I want to work with you. Here's what I'm working on. You know, let's work together. On the other side, though, Ryan, I don't know if it's been as as frequent. It probably has been less, which is a good thing. But there have definitely been times where I've said something that that rubbed somebody the wrong way, or they didn't like it, and they reached out and been like, "Hey, you know, I know we were working on X, Y, Z, but let's just decide to like kind of um, you know uh, part ways." Which which I have loved. I've loved that sort of organic filter on both ways. Um, the reason I say you know bring it sort of granularly to me is because if I was being inauthentic, if the things that I was saying on air didn't come to fruition when I was talking to someone off air, or they didn't see that in the deal flow that I was working on or, or my process, it's very easy to point that out, right? It, it's, you know, it's direct linear or direct line from, Hey, you, you said you were going to act this way and you're doing this, like there's a complete incongruence, but uh, again, zooming back out, once you get to it and Coca-Cola is massive, but once you get to a certain level of company or of, of platform, that conversation becomes a lot less relevant. And actually that brings me to one, one last point in, re in um, response to you know, the Grant Cardones and Gary V's of the world. Um, I, I think that the, the two that you picked are phenomenal. And I mean, maybe world-class, maybe some of the best literally on earth at putting themselves in front of eyeballs, okay? And, and, and for them, the goal is to get in front of the eyeballs because the rest of the engine takes care of itself. And so authenticity takes on different forms. And what I mean by that is, if you look at Grant Cardone, this is, this is Ben talking. This is not like, hey, you know, listeners, if you don't agree with this fully within your rights, like this, this is purely an opinion. But when I look at Grant Cardone, and I think I've said this to, uh, to you on the podcast before. I listen to Grant Cardone and pretty religiously, and I organically, automatically just ignore probably 90 to 95% of the stuff that comes out of his mouth. I just, I just pretend that he didn't say it because the 5% that I am listening to, the 10% that I am listening to is incredibly valuable because he is brilliant. And I mean, brilliant. Again, his goal is to get in front of eyeballs. And I'm not sure that there's many better people on the planet at doing that. And so those are the things that I listen to all the shtick and all the, all the hubbub and all the other stuff that he brings to the table. If you're listening to those things and you're like, oh, that sounds really inauthentic. You're not wrong. But my, but my 
my approach to that is just to purely ignore it and listen to the things that I that I'm keyed in on. And and Gary V is very similar in the sense that I think that Gary V is the complete opposite of uh, of Grant Cardone in that way. That I think that Gary V is almost to a fault authentic. The things that he says are. I mean, he, he's, I mean, literally, if you listen to the podcast that Gary Vee has put out for the last decade, he talks about the same things in the same way. And, and I think you see it in the way that, you know, he interacts on social media and the way that he carries himself and the way that, you know, um, I don't think it is shtick when you see all the dozens of Gary Vee videos of him, like just hanging out with somebody on the street or like, you know, meeting somebody at a coffee shop and having a conversation. I don't think that's set up. Um, you know, I mean, maybe it is sometime, maybe it's staged, but I think generally that that is who he is. And, and again, he comes at it from a very different way. But so those, I know that was like a lot. So you can part, you can pick any of that to respond to. But some, those are some of the things that I think about sort of in the in the equilibrium of uh, of authenticity. Well, well, first off, I'm a little offended that you listen to 10 percent what Gear, uh, Cardone says. You don't listen to like two percent what I say. So that was deeply offensive on all. On, multiple levels but that's you're not going to change so it's not even true Um, i'm forced to to listen to like most of what you say no whatever whatever you don't whatever anyways um as far as coca-cola goes i would i respect brands that like we have a product we want to sell it to you like big corporate brands right because to your point coca-cola has what 50 60 70 thousand employees i don't know 10 thousand employees i don't know they've got a ton of employees so there is no there is no authenticity because you're going to have Republicans, Democrats, and everything in between and wide array of opinions. So Coca-Cola, I'm much more like, hey, you have a Coke. It tastes good. Sell it to me. Like that's that's what I need to go. Um, because there is no there is no real corporate culture. And if they sold you one, I'd be skeptical of it. So that's what I'd say that. And, and, and to your point about Cardone and Gary. Very quick pause. Coca-Cola has 80,300 employees as of 2020. Okay. Yeah. So I didn't even get high enough. So whatever. Yeah. Um, and so in, in, in the global, so right. You're talking about all that. There is no, there is no brand. You've got a good product. It's Coke and waters and Powerade or Gatorade, whatever they own. Sell it to me. That's, that's all I care about um, for a good price. Now Cardone and Gary V. I agree with almost everything you say there. And, and what I'm, what I'm getting at is what I find interesting is <clears throat> there's a push. It seems to turn towards away from the kind of the corporate brands where Coca-Cola comes out with some kind of campaign that they support something and people are like, oh, that's just corporate greed. They're, they're frauds, right? So you kind of dismiss that. And I think with Cardone, I, I, I agree. He's a world-class, I mean, and his, his podcast doesn't do as well as ours, obviously, but it's close. And so good on him. Um, but he's world-class at that. And so, but I think, maybe I'm wrong here. I think a lot of people like Cardone because they imagine that's who Cardone really is. And Gary V, I think Gary V is closer to what you see as well. I think they are both masters at what you said and masters at using the authenticity brand to help them. Because I do, I do think Gary V is aware let me, let that me he's using his. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Let me let me tweak that very slightly because I, I don't think you're wrong at all. What, um, and maybe I misspoke or, or didn't didn't explain um, you know, fully. Um, in terms of Grant Cardone. I strongly believe that the, you know, maniacal, like, you know, very high energy, you know, I believe that all of that is, is authentic in the, in the context of Grant Cardone understands that in order to sell himself and sell his product, that's who he needs to be. And so I don't think it's faked in the sense of like, he's, 
like, I think it's authentic to him because he has, he has lasered in on that's who his, to your point, that's who his customers and followers want to see. That's who they're gravitated towards. And so I think that's um, the reason I stopped you is because I think that's the key of authenticity is authenticity purely like, so think about like an actor, are actors never authentic? Because because they're obviously always playing a character, or is or is can an acting performance be authentic because they're bringing you know parts of themselves into it, or 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 maybe you know they're learning a, a role that ha- uh, the um, you know the person that they're going to be playing their native language is not the native language of of the actor, and so maybe that actor goes and learns the language in order to be part of that character. Are those things inauthentic or authentic? And I think that's maybe more important to the conversation. Does that make any sense? You're on mute. We may have lost Ryan Ray. He is on mute, ignoring me. But uh, uh, I'm, I'm, on, I'm on. I'm on. I'm on mute. Sorry. 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 I was saying that you made a good point, but that wasn't recorded. So whatever. Um, no, no, no. My my thing with the, with the actors. I think you make a good point there, which is, you know. Let's say that um, my mom had died, you know, from breast cancer, right? And so I played a role. She didn't make an analogy, but and, and so I make up. I play a role. I can obviously tap into the played landing on the moon. Something I've never done. I, I don't know. I'm not an actor, but if I had to guess, all things equal, probably so. So, so I, I do think that you're right there. I think the thing for me that I just find interesting is, and maybe maybe I'm missing the, the larger thing here is that. There is a so take um I won't say it um I find it fascinating maybe this is the way to say it that we are told to be authentic like if you follow the brand leaders or whatever the branding experts to be authentic and so when you find someone who you think is being authentic you kind of dismiss that they could be selling you because of the authentic shtick that they're pulling. And to me, that's what's fascinating. I guess maybe, that, maybe that's the whole thing that's fascinating is that if, you know, if you're like Grant Cardone and you're kind of doing the I'm being authentic shtick and honing in and, and touching and, you know, helps the brand and all that. Okay, I get you. I think you're right. It's just weird that people don't dismiss that as, by and large, because he's obviously wildly successful, by and large as um, it's a marketing ploy. I'm not saying it's a bad marketing ploy. It works. He's a genius. He's, there's no doubt about it. It's just, it's just weird that the fake authenticity on some level works as a branding tool and people don't well so maybe, maybe maybe it's just me i don't know like you know. no but so you know i i say things like this usually off air because it's not appropriate oh, to say boy. on air oh yeah, boy. hold on hold on hold on hold on let me just let me pause here and mute myself so you can okay go, go ahead i think it's important to recognize here that again and i use i chose my words really carefully uh when i when i said this before that grant cardone understands his audience and he understands the people that he's talking to or trying to to engage and what i mean by that is and and i'm glad you're on mute ryan stay on mute because you're you're going to kill me for this example but it's going to happen so we all know we've all gotten the email from the nigerian prince saying that he's stuck with 50 million dollars in limbo and he needs you to send him five grand and then you can get 20 million dollars and like 
I remember the very, I don't remember the exact time, but I remember like around the first time that I saw that email. I mean, I was like a child. I was like 10 or 11 years old, just got an internet. I mean, so this scam has been around for a long time. And this scam still to this day works to the tune of billions of dollars a year. Billions of dollars a year are sent to these scammers that are pretending to be the Nigerian prince. The reason I say it that way is because those people any the people being fooled, the people paying those ransoms, paying those funds, clearly have enough information at their disposal across the internet, like everywhere. If you just Google it, to know that it's a scam, it, it's not. It's not hidden. It's a it's a known commodity. Okay, still use still used ubiquitously today, and still very 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 successful. Reason I bring that up, reason I, I talk about that is because if you take sort of that mentality of, hey, we know this is fake, we know this is a scam, this is obvious, and you bring it into the Grant Cardone world, there are a lot of people that want to be sold. They want to be sort of raw, raw, riled up. They want to be sort of pitched the, the vision of what their life could be like if they were to do X, Y, Z. There's a lot of people that will listen to those conferences, go to those conferences, listen to podcasts ad nauseum and never do anything about it, never act, never never go ahead and, and make something for themselves. And the, the, the people, so the people, this is gonna sound really, ne- or, you know, I, I, this could sound really negative. I don't want it to in the sense that I, I'm not meaning it this way, but the people that Grant Cardone is talking to, the people that he is trying to pitch, the people that he's trying to get to sign up for his courses, et cetera, those are the same bucket of people that don't understand that the Nigerian Prince thing is a scam. Now, obviously, his Venn diagram, in the Venn diagram, there's a, a large portion in the middle. There's a large portion on the side of Grant Cardone that has nothing to do with what I'm talking about. But the reason I say it that way is because I think that the shtick and, and sort of his way of marketing works because the people that he's trying to market to are, are the people that, that digest that content. You, Ryan Ray, are not, you are not even a part of Grant Cardone's target market, period. End of story. You're just not. If you, if he happens to get money from you because you want to invest in Grant or uh, Cardone Capital, he obviously is going to take the money. He'd, he'd love that. But you're not part of the messaging that he's putting out on social media, full stop. I'll stop there and you, and you can pick up. Right. And I, and I should say, just to be fair, like there's times on this podcast for me and you get a little animated. And listen, we get quite animated when we're off the podcast, but you know, we're animated until. Um, I've done, you know, enough of podcasts to know that sometimes you turn it up a smidge. So I'm not, I'm not like, hey, you have to be like, you know, never, you know, a robot. I, I get it. we all have personalities. We dial it up, we dial it up a smidge here and there. Um, I've just been thinking through that because, you know, it, 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 these things come in waves and they either go in waves as far as what you're seeing. Like, so it could be a constant wave and you're just not seeing it a lot um, because of, you know, it's not being exposed to you or it's a wave that like, hey, this is the new thing and it feels like right now especially on linkedin there's a big push just to be yourself and then i stop and i think about that a lot and i do think there's something to that to being yourself um but i also think there's something towards the grant cardone thing like i mean i think cardone i don't know have any idea who's more popular cardone or, or uh gary v they're both huge names and so um you know and so i don't i don't know if there's how you'd even measure that but um but they're different styles, but they both tap into that. And so what you said earlier, earlier though, which is, you know, thinking about your audience. And that's, that's something I don't, I don't, maybe I don't think about a lot is, is who is the audience I'm trying to attract? Um, and maybe because it would be exhaustive. It's, it's exhausted me to think about the fact that I had to find, like, I would have to find an audience 
and kind of build a persona around attracting that audience in. Maybe maybe that's my maybe that's just a weakness of mine. I, I don't know, but um, but I think it's the exact opposite, right? Like going back to my example of of why I um, you're really leaned into the podcast. I think it's the exact opposite. You you don't try to figure out who your customer is and try to tailor the message to that customer. You just you. you you decide what you want to be known as. You decide that what, what messaging you want to put out and the customers that agree with that messaging, the customers that you're speaking to organically because they agree with where you're at, they will come find you. Like that's the way it works. I, I vehemently uh, would push back. And I don't think that's what you're saying. Maybe I misheard or maybe you uh, was kind of, um, you know, going. Um, um, well, let me give you an example. I don't think, yeah. Let me give you an example here. So um, I did not vote for Trump or Biden. So you know that, but for listeners who don't know that. But it would not be hard where I live at to turn on the Trump rhetoric uh, or would have been hard to turn on Trump rhetoric in the four years he's president or ran for president or post-president, right? It wouldn't be hard to do that. Um, I live in Texas. I live in Hood County, Texas, which is extremely red. Um, I'm in the oil and gas business. So to turn on the pro-Trump rhetoric would have been extremely easy uh, and probably got me a few attaboys here and there it probably got me some detractors because I wouldn't praise him for everything he did. Um, just like I won't praise Biden for everything he does. Um, and, and so to me, that's one of those things where it's like, you know, but at the end of the day, at the end of the day, um, is, is it worth it? Because the, the avatar, like, so you cut, when you're not pro Trump or pro Biden, you cut out a big swath, <laughs> right? You cut out a big swath of the country. <laughs> so, you know, well, you kind of, you kind of take it and, I mean, I, well, I think you, I think you landed on something interesting here, and, and I, unfortunately, our world has moved away from this. Um, I couldn't tell you why, but I, I want a world back where it's not like looked at as a weak position or looked at as a negative, uh, you know, thing to, uh, you know, to, to feel. I strongly believe that when you're talking to, really, in any business context, any family context, other than like you know, in maybe a closed room with like your best friends or your wife or partner. I don't think you should be talking about politics or religion when you're looking to make a branding decision. Like, I'm not talking about like, oh, don't ever make a comment on social media about those things. Like, what I'm not like, sure, this is not a this is not a censorship thing. But if you're talking about how you want to position yourself on a from a branding perspective, I don't think you should be even even like in the vicinity of anything approaching political, you no know, politics or religion. And I know these okay. days, and the, re- the reason I say it that way is because I know right now these days, it's really hard to sort of parse out the politics away, especially in the industry that you and I are in predominantly energy. I mean, it, you know, it's, it's, it is impossible to parse those, but I, but I strongly believe that if we start to sort of draw the lines of, oh, well, I'm going to listen to Ryan's podcast because he's a Trump supporter. Oh, I'm not going to listen to Ben's podcast because he said something positive about Biden or, or, you know, or vice versa. I, I don't think that that is beneficial to anybody across the value chain. Like, I don't think that anybody's make, getting any value there. And so my, my pivot, you probably have noticed on social media, you know, I've, I've stopped talking politics probably in the last couple months. I, I've really, I've backed off and, and I haven't necessarily, I wouldn't sit here and tell you that it's like, oh my God, I can't believe I did that. It's, it's like, you know, it's night and day. It's so much better. Like what I haven't really noticed that much of a difference, um, but it, but it, it reduces the noise. It does reduce the noise. Yeah. I don't talk about it much either. I mean, I, and yeah, but but so okay, let's take politics. So you said politics, religion. Okay, let's take that out. Um, so let, let me ask you this: What about take like your Skip Baylesses of the world? Who you know, LeBron James? If he won the next seven straight NBA titles, wouldn't be as good as Jordan. It doesn't matter. 
there's no nuance there, but he, but it makes his that's his brand. His brand is either hot or cold. That's his right. brand, hot and cold, and that's viewed by by his by the people who watch the show on some level. I mean, I, I think there's some some who get what he's doing, but for some, that's what they want. They want him to rile them up. I hate LeBron James, or I love the Dallas Cowboys, or whatever it is, and so he invokes an emotion having yeah, such I, a hard stance. I think it's really hard to do this with media personalities in the sense that the reason Skip Bayless has a job is because of the persona that he puts out. And so again, going back to the, going back to the actor example is, is Skip Bayless, like what is authentic to Skip Bayless? Is Skip Bayless is authenticity for him who Skip Bayless is, or is authenticity for him who the character that he plays on TV, the people want to see is right. And, and I believe that for Skip Bayless uh, and those people in the world, Skip Bayless's authenticity is the person you see on air. I don't think that like, I don't think that the expectation of authenticity of because I don't think that you see the same like when he when the camera's not on him and you're just talking about it like you know hey what are you doing tomorrow you're you're I would strongly believe that you're seeing a totally different Skip Bayless and so I don't but I don't think that that makes his on air persona inauthentic but he's because he's playing a character right. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, it's weird because I think, well, I agree he's playing a character, but I think there's, I think part of what works is that it appears that he's not playing a character and maybe it's just the Nigerian Prince folks who don't get it. I don't know. It's just, to me, it's, it's a, it's a hard thing to battle because um, there are definitely issues I have very strong stances on. um, And there's a lot of things I don't really have an opinion on or things I change my mind on, you know, obviously me and you both agree that, you know, LeBron James is better than Larry Bird. That's a fact, okay? Um, and so, I'll keep going. Okay, <laughs> so um, you know, it's it's a but but you know, I, I don't I don't know. Do you, is that worth is it worth constantly stirring stuff up like that? And but to your point earlier, and this is the thing that that I've got to this is this Ryan. This is Ryan's Ryan's authentic moment here. Is what is the value of a an eyeball, right? And is it is it worth it that so you know, I'm not a big LeBron fan. Um, so is it worth it that I really go in on that from time to time to get more eyeballs for the other things that I talk about? And that's a question that I don't have answered. It's part of that authenticity deal. Like when the Lakers miss the playoffs, I hate the Lakers. I hate them before LeBron. I hate them after LeBron. I don't like LeBron. So, you know, but I didn't say anything. So maybe I should have went in. But to me, it's like, eh, it's not really that big of a deal. But I could have made it, right? I could have turned it up a smidge. I don't really have – this is me kind of talking. I don't really have a gauge for, you know, when it's too much, when it's not enough. Um, I, like sometimes I'll be hyperbolic and it's very clear that I'm just joking around. Um, but in that kind of gray area, it's, 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 um, I find it tough to figure out what is the authentic, what, what is the authentic Ryan or, or who is he or what should he do here? And so um, I don't know, Ben, help me, Ben. I'll give you the last word here, rub this clock, but I'll leave it there and let you cycle, un- uncycle babble me. Yeah, no, so I'll, uh, you know, I'll wrap up. I, you know, again, I think I said this on the front end, but, you know, and I, and I, I think you and I have talked about this off air and I think I've made some social media posts about this. Um, I think that, so, so backpedaling from the corporate uh, perspective, let's talk about, you know, the content creator, solopreneurs, Mm -hmm. entrepreneur, like that, that, that level. Really? Sure. I think it's really hard at times to know, to your point, to know what is authentic. So, and, and what I mean by that is, you know, 
if I have a certain you know, way of thinking about something or, or I, you know, I, I act in a certain way um, you know, in a certain social you know, environment, and then through some thinking on my own and, and kind of reframing you know, that, those contexts and, and kind of coming up with a better solution, I now approach that differently. If somebody saw how I acted the first time and then like a year went by and they saw how I acted the second time and it was wildly different, does that to the other person connote that one of those was, it was inauthentic? And the reason I say it that way is because I think sometimes authenticity can bleed with a maybe a you know stymieing the ability to change course or iterate or, or improve because if you're authentic, to me, authenticity also connotes some level of continuity and and, uh-huh. and you know and uh, you're like it's the same but how, how do you sort of introduce and again like a grant card owner gary v very different conversation because they are very much established and, and sort of the authenticity is like already sort of out there but for people like you and i and in, in, in the content creator space solopreneur single member llc you know if you do a, if you do business a certain way and then through that process you've decided hey we need to make a massive pivot here and go over to this complete other direction direction is that inauthentic I, I would tell you that that's organically the most authentic thing possible but from an externality from the outside that may look very very inauthentic because it's like oh well why did they make that change and, and you might you know you might as depending on what it is you might assign like oh well they're just doing that to you know to sell out or like whatever right, right. But, but it may it may just be you know from an internal process of because i've done that tons of times in the last few years of you know, I, I'm, I'm, you know, you, you make fun of me for it all the time. I will try something. You, a lot of times the things that I talk about are like not even half-baked ideas. They're like, you know, they just started like the, you know, like the dough is sitting on the counter sort of an idea. Um, it, it, uh, but, you know, taking that idea and being able to sort of iterate that until it actually becomes something it is, is part of my process. And I think it's very authentic, but from the outside looking in, it may look very inauthentic. It's like, oh, he's very scattered. He doesn't really know what he's, you know, whatever. Right. Um, so I want you to get the last word because I think I said a lot. No, I mean, I think that's a good point because there's things that I've changed my mind about that you are very mad at me about right now um, because I was wrong at the time I thought those. So, and, okay. and new, uh, new. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. had to bring that up at the last second. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you said I get the last word. You said I get the last word. So, you know, there's things. And so, you know, um, I, I'll tell you this right now. I, I never believed in buying leads. Never believed it because the type of leads that we needed and the, and the software we were using wasn't any good. And maybe these tools I'm using now weren't around back then. That's also possible. Um, and maybe these tools, I haven't looked to see if they would have solved past company needs. Or not. Maybe they wouldn't. But looking into some of this stuff, I was like, oh, my gosh, wow, I was, I was so wrong about that so wrong about that um you know my, my stance has changed on email marketing and stuff and so yeah i, I do think that you're that you're, you're right about it's um it is hard i will say on the sellout thing i don't make enough money to be considered a sellout yet so and when i do sell out you won't hear from me anymore so there you go like like once i'm sold <laughs> you just won't hear from me so that will be the last podcast once i've sold out there's nothing else to hear from me. So, um, for those yeah, wondering, so for those wondering what it's like to work with Ryan Ray, if there is something that you, so for those listening, if you pick up the phone and you call Ryan and you give him an idea, you say, Hey, like, wouldn't it be cool to do XYZ? And he tells you that it's a bad idea, hang up the phone and go do the idea. Just like go do it because like what what he's telling you is that it's a good idea and he's going to come back to you in six months and tell you it's a good idea. But if you start it that day, you'll have six months of work like already done by the time he comes back. 
that's not like based on any history or evidence or, yeah. or any experiences that I've ever had, but. Right. And since I get the last word, I would say, if you want, if you want to work with Ben, go and tell Ben an idea. He will say to you, I don't want to do that. I have no interest in doing that. Yada, yada, yada. And then go get started on that idea because within a year or less, he will come to you and say, Hey, do you want to do this idea? So, okay, Ben, it was good to get back. Um, wrap up this episode and uh, we'll be back, I guess, next week. Ryan, is this episode coming out uh, today? Uh, today or tomorrow. Okay. Um, for, for those listening, if it does in fact come out, we're recording this on April 14th. If it does come out on April 14th, uh, Ryan, you volunteered us for a deep dive LinkedIn profile review that is oh, going yeah. live. There is a live event tomorrow, Friday, April 15th at 11 a.m. Uh, Central Time to, uh, you know, Ryan and I are probably going to get torn apart by these folks on how hope terrible so. our profiles are. Um, I really hope, uh, yeah, so I'll leave it at that. But uh, but if you want to uh, tune in, um, you can throw some comments, throw some shade, throw some yep. support. Please any do. Of, any of these things. Yeah, and I do, I, it, it will be out before the, this that airs. So, um, and I do have some LinkedIn tips been trying out. We can go over next week on the podcast after we get eviscerated for our profiles. Okay, folks, thanks as always. And with that, We'll be back next week.